I think it's time to grow this dream. Get everybody on the mics together. Okay, three, two, one podcast. Space Western Pod Date zero nine zero seven two zero two one. Making a podcast where we introduce two first timers to Cowboy Bebop sounds easy enough, but it ain't. I'm the captain of this boat, Captain Boot Scoot, aka Vanilla Husband, aka your host Jesse. And of course, to bring our first, our anime-resistant first-timers through this wonderful series, Cowboy Bebop, with me for this show, The Sudden But Inevitable Rebop, I have the wonderful privilege of introducing you all to my co-host at Miss My Armcast, Kylie. Kylie, how is your week going so far? Hello. Um, it's going so great. How about yours, Jesse? I, th- I feel like <sighs> we don't ask you enough how your week's going. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. it, you know what? Even though it was a short week, it felt like a long week. I don't know if that was just me, but I am just, you know, I'm grateful to have the kind of life where at the very end of a long week, I get to just sit down with my friends and talk about anime and just do all kinds of fun hanging out. But yeah, I appreciate you asking. What about you guys? Did it feel long or did, did you could you tell there was a day missing on it? You know, I would agree. You think that you'd have a kind of a lenient week, it's a little bit shorter than usual, but you have to pack all that work into the four days instead of the five. So it's not necessarily a vacation, um, but nonetheless, it was good over here. And again, you know, glad to be here every Friday as per usual. That's excellent. Now, Normally, there's one of our first timers is sitting there next to you, and I don't see him right now. But I guess I'll just I'll let you introduce him and just hope that he's there. <laughs> I'm here. Don't he worry. Slid. Here I am. He slid. Uh, you guys had an extra day off this week. Must be nice. Oh, I don't. That was not intended to, as a a <laughs> brag of any sort. You know, and and I'm again, sorry. Some of, most of our listeners probably didn't have an extra day off either. <laughs> That's true. So let's just take a real quick moment to say hello to the folks in the live chat, most of whom are not in the United States and may have not had an extra day off. Um, Callie, I see you. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. I know it's very early, but we appreciate you showing up as always. Josh, I don't mean to cut you off. How was your week particularly? It sounds like it was regular-ish. Yeah, fairly regular. Um, Yep, pretty regular. (laughs) Actually, it was kind of nice because I had the week off of TMA. I have the next few weeks off of Twist My Arm, so I am using this time to soak in some extra video games. I re-downloaded Grand Theft Auto V, and uh, it's been fun. It's been good. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Maybe this is the moment where we finally get you to play Terraria. Now, of course, we don't have one anime-resistant first-timer to introduce you folks to. We have two of them, and our other one, I just... I can't wait to introduce this guy. This is my friend, Ricky D. You may have heard of him. He's from a little show called Best Flicks with Ricky D. Ricky D, how has your week been? Hi, this is Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Uh, I'm doing pretty good, enjoying the week. 
Uh, I appreciated that I did have a four-day week, which meant a three-day weekend. So that definitely helps get through the week. But here we are with the best part of it. Very cool. Josh is over there like, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's all talk about our short week. I'm sorry, Josh. I didn't know Ricky had a day off, too. That's not my fault. Dude, no, that's fine. I know (laughs) what I signed up for. I know know where I'm at. Sign yeah, every greatness. day, and and you know what? <laughs> every day I still wake up and I piss excellence. I'm living so. it. <laughs> That's true. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you guys, I don't know if there's any better introduction than that, but um, normally, right here, we would offer some corrections. So I think what I'm going to do is hand it over to Josh. I think Josh had a correction that he wanted to offer this week. Is that correct? I don't think it was much of a correction as much as it was just an oversight on our part, and especially being the people that we are. Um, look, I have a video coming out for our Marvel Can of Madness podcast that is nerdy to the max. Like, like I break it down real smooth and look at still shots and all sorts of things. And normally I do that, and last week we missed um, a certain kind of cameo I guess um, when Ed is going through his computer um, you see some names on there one of them is Thomas Wayne i.e. Bruce Wayne's father and the other one which ironically enough we talked about the other one is Hal H-A-L oh very cool 2001 a space odyssey we had said in the episode last week that oh this is very reminiscent of Hal and lo and behold how was actually referenced in the episode. So it wasn't much of a correction, just I, f- huh. I feel bad for not not spotting that. <laughs> not picking out the Easter eggs. It's okay. Yeah. Everybody on this show, as far as I'm aware, is human. So that is totally all right. And I appreciate you correcting it, even though, it, like you said, it's more of a clarification. Now, yeah. Ricky D, do you have a correction to issue from last week? I actually do. Oh, I didn't know I that. I think it's that- fairly small. Uh, but when we were introduced to Ed last week, uh, I think I referred to her as a boy. So mm-hmm. if it's as simple as this, just to apologize and, you know, I misgendered this character, I think it's easy for me to go ahead and do that. So Ed is kind of a weird little almost gender neutral character. So I feel yes. like I might make I might run into this mistake again, but I just mm-hmm. want to be perfectly clear and it is my intent to properly you know, use the correct pronouns and everything for Ed, and I apologize for mistaking it last week, and if I do so, moving forward. I well, I don't it. know if you noticed, but Josh just said he is well. Um, but My I think bad. that that's, that's what's great, is that, you know, that that is kind of part of the mystery of Ed, is I don't think anybody kind of really knew or know, you know, knows that, you know, at, at this point of the season, knew right. what gender. So, um, so no, no worries, I mean... It's all good. And I, uh, Ricky D, I don't mean to make you feel like I'm trying to trap you. I didn't know you had a correction. I was just kind of asking just in case. Oh, no, Um, that's fine. But uh, the, uh, I guess I should ask Kylie, do you have any corrections you'd like to issue from last week or the weeks prior? Thank you for asking, um, but I do not know. Wonderful. I have one. I actually have two. One of them is a little bit of ship's business, so normally... We get to the end of the show and we give our picks for Spiegel Spiegel Spiel and shot of the show. And last week I had said that Ricky had taken my quote for the second episode. That was not true. 
Ricky had taken my quote for the first episode. Um, I did write down a quote for the second episode, so I'm going to share that now. Um, it was from the scene where Faye is sunbathing, right? And uh, Ed asks her what she's doing, and she says, Beautiful skin can only be maintained by tireless efforts, which are ultimately totally futile. Understand? <laughs> and, of course, Ed doesn't reply. <laughs> But I love that I love that quote because it really encapsulates that part of her character that, dude, she fully understands the feudal nature probably of existence in general, but in, you know, attempting to maintain this ridiculous beauty that she has going on. So I it's a it adds a layer of complexity to the character. And I had misread my notes because Ricky D did pick the quote that I wanted to share from the first episode last week, so that's on me. Now, this second piece here is kind of more of like a, a real-life thing. Uh, you know that we like to say hello and we love you and thank you for supporting us to everybody that shows up in the live chat. I also like to say it to all of you out there listening in podcast land. I like to think that the smoothest way to experience the show is on audio, but definitely the most um, real uh, familial way to experience the show is to be here in the live chat because we... I get to know you. We all get to know you. Everybody has their own running jokes through like the whole season. It's pretty cool. So um, one of those people, and she's not with us quite yet. She may end up being late to the stream tonight, or she may not show up at all. She's got some life stuff going on, which we totally fully understand. But last week, I knew ahead of time that it was Rosie's birthday, and I failed to say anything. And I feel bad about that because I did know ahead of time. And it was like, oh, it's like the day after our stream so that'll be perfect i can say it on stream and i just failed to do anything so my good friend josh has agreed to back me up on this josh go ahead and hit that button for me and i'll hit my button at the same time Happy birthday, Rosie, from the sudden but inevitable rebob happy birthday very sorry that we missed happy belated birthday we're glad to have you as one of our oldest and most ardent supporters. And when I say oldest, I mean you've been listening the longest, not your age is the most advanced, of course. Uh, and that, of course, includes Susie and Callie. And there's a lot of people that have been listening to Rona. us from the start. And Rona, Callie's mother, Kayliz has listened to episode. I know Callie has forced our episodes on so many people, so... Just blanket thank you for that. And again, thank you to everybody in the chat. Now, you guys, I'm sorry that we had to get that stuff out of the way, but I'm pretty sure that's everything that there is, unless you guys have anything else you want to say before we get to this week's episode. Of course, I have failed to mention the final note, which is we are only covering one episode this week because the next two episodes are paired as a part one and part two. So we didn't want to do this and part one of something, and then next week do part two of something and then something else, right? That kind of doesn't make thematical sense and we're kind of perfectionists here at sbi so that's what we're gonna do now that doesn't necessarily mean this show will be shorter but it could mean that this show will be shorter if it is i think we're all going to survive and it might listen be okay to, to have a shorter show <laughs> listen to it twice <laughs> and then go back and listen to our other episodes uh philip in the chat philip krogmeyer says good call thank you for joining us phil i appreciate that so always you guys, a smart man again apologies for my extended verbal assault now kylie would you mind sharing with us the synopsis for episode 11 toys in the attic 
Sure thing. Um, when an unusual... Oh, uh, what, yeah, Toys in the Attic. Sorry. Just, just in the... There you go. <laughs> Josh is assisting. I was trying to read, but anywho. <laughs> You're good. When an unusual blob-like space creature infects Ein, Faye, and Jet, Spike and Radical Edward must figure out a way to save their friends. Okay. Right away. This this episode, this session has, I think, the shortest opening that we've had yet, where it's basically just that weird, wiggly POV shot. Josh, right away, what are your first thoughts when you're seeing this wiggly POV shot? Water Temple. We're going to the Water <laughs> Temple. We're seeing the, the Amoeba Boss. Yeah, it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. yeah, it's great. totally. It's awesome. I can hear the music. I'm ready to get my iron boots. We're, oh, we're in. I'm in the wrong universe. Um, okay, upgrade to long shot. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Oh, Ricky D, I was hoping you would save it. Oh, well. Okay. Well, um. <laughs> I actually have a very different thought about this opening scene. Okay. Go for it. Uh, it was like uh, Miss Frizzle's magic school bus was traveling through a nightmare. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Bad dream. That's what that. I had. I like Morpha fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Phil is... Phil is definitely your people. Like anytime oh, yeah. that you guys Indeed. say Zelda something, he will back you up. I promise. <laughs> uh, I would say there's a significant chance that Phil is wearing a Triforce sweatband on his wrist right now. There's a good uh, yeah. chance of that, and Represent. or some other you know matching attire. You never know. Oh boy, <laughs> I can't true. wear my green Zelda shirt anymore because <laughs> I would disappear into the background. Yeah, the green screen. <laughs> I think we did. We looked at that once, and it was and awesome. <laughs> get a, Just a little um, head hanging out. Yeah, go to uh, like a craft store and get one of those jars for flowers, and put it over your head, and wear the green shirt, oh. and you'll be like a head from Futurama. Oh. That would be really so, cool. And then you get to host shows like that. They oh have those God. green man suits, you know? Oh, and yes. so Josh was, yes. Josh was t- thinking, of, like, we should just cut our faces out and just, like, do the podcast with just faces. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh, poor Callie thought we were seeing things from Ein's perspective and we were going to get a background story. That is definitely oh. a left turn from what we actually she was, got. She was yeah. still thinking about the show. Josh and I were in Zelda and yeah. school bus land. <laughs> No kidding. <laughs> Thank you for bringing it back, Callie. I felt yeah, like thanks, we Cal- Yeah, no, there. Callie reeled us back in. That's a t- true so hero. The, <laughs> this space travel log. Okay, I ha- I'm not going to not mention this, right? It, it opens with Jet giving a space travel log, right? It totally. Like, and... Come on. That's that's directly Trekly. Copyright Jesse Bailey 2021 <laughs> in perpetuity. All rights reserved. Um <laughs> But it feels like it's a, a captain's log from Trek mixed with books narrations from the starts of Firefly episodes where he's like, here's what happened. And it's like, because to me, Spike's voice is a little closer to books than it is to Picard's, right? But it, it, it's like this nice mishmash of, you know, basically the whole episode is a mishmash of things we have seen before in sci-fi, but executed with just enough love and respect to be okay with the fact that they're sort of also treating the whole episode as humorous, right? Um, so, I mean, for me, this episode is a is an absolute joy right out of the gate because it's like, oh, they're doing a Star Trek thing. And I, I felt like a little kid immediately, you know, yeah. and then I remembered, oh, right, there's also like a monster going on. Uh, 
did you guys I, I don't actually know this and maybe we can go back and check. Did, do you guys know if that little anklet that Faye is using to uh rig the dice, which is a very cool detail, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Was she wearing that in the last episode when she had that body chain? Mm. Was it connected to the to the anklet? I can't remember. I feel like um I'm not sure. I don't remember. Alan, get out of the beer. Our cat's an alcoholic. For those of you, <laughs> I was going to say, for those of you listening at home, Alan is not a person. Um, <laughs> it's a cat. Just in That's case you thought Josh disclaimer. was like just talking down to somebody for no reason. Like, hey, Alan, Alan what did I tell leave. you about eating food? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Go back upstairs. Thank you. No podcast. I have a really, really good friend from Nebraska named Alan, and every time he comes out to hang out, it's it's pretty funny because I yell at our cat a lot. Yeah. And when he's well, here, it's a cat. I'm like Alan, damn it! And he's like, "What did I do?" Well, if anybody's curious, it is short for a langulon. Okay, so yeah, I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you yeah, not yeah. know that, Ricky? I didn't. I, I don't know I, what that is. Oh, okay. We'll have we'll have to chat about this, Ricky. I'll have okay. to. We'll fill you in. Yeah. This is my actually, and to to ho- completely go around. This is actually going to be my uh, my suggestion for the next SPI. Because it's is a one Son of Zorn. Season. Because yes. it's one season. It's awesome. horribly awesome. And I think it would mm. be a good change of pace for what we're looking at. <laughs> but the son doing. of Zorn, Jesse, is his name is Elangulon. Yeah. That's right, yes. how this all comes full circle, I, yes. No, I, I'll, trust me, I know where Elangulon okay. comes from. I was Oh, I was, you do too? I was no, I mean like I know where you guys got the name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. See Chip, Chip oh, from Ricky D. Marvel Cannon knew. That's like right one of the away. only pops I have. Ricky That's D from incredible. Best Flicks. Ricky D. <laughs> what? See? I, I don't know why I have it. I think I got I bought it because he's almost naked and I thought that was funny. <laughs> that is awesome. See and Ricky, you know, I'll buy that from you for twenty five dollars. So Jesse Okay. Remember when we went to uh, po- uh, yeah com- co- podca- PodCon is what I almost <laughs> said, but Comic-Con um, that one year, we remember yes. we went to all the pot places and we were looking, we were looking specifically for an Elangulon. They yep. had yep. you know a couple different Zorns, yep. but they, they didn't I have think, an Elangulon. I think we were looking for a 006 too, an Alec yeah, Trevelyan because my cat so, is. So, sorry. No, no, no. But here's quick Callie. Detour. Callie has actually done our yeah. research while we were babbling about bullcrap and she got found out. the check yeah. in for us that is excellent yeah. yes she's she might as well just be a co-host callie checked <laughs> faye is wearing the anklet great call and great so, research thank you and that means that that character has done that to other people right i mean that's mm-hmm. that's oh, just yeah. really cool but very quick detour here um because Callie did the research for us, Josh, I feel like it's only fair if we throw Callie a little bit of a a story about when we went to Comic-Con, right? <laughs> so um, we went there and before we went, okay, so my wife and I had my mother drive us there because parking around the convention center in Denver is like a bit of a nightmare so we're like i don't want to deal with that at all but what i'll do is i'll have her drop us off she lives in town she'll drop us off she'll come back and get us right so we are getting ready to go to comic-con we're like a mile away and we're like oh hey can you stop at the atm and she's like oh sure so i handed her my card and she's like what do you want to pull out and i was like uh i looked at my wife and i was like do you think six and she was like yeah six is fine i was like pull out 600 and my mother was like dollars (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, 
what else would you pull? What six? <laughs> yes, six hundred dollars. Give me the give me my money, please. Like, why are you still looking at me? Put the card in the machine and hand me. And she's like, you're pulling out six hundred dollars for Comic Con, and I was like, do you have any idea what Comic Con is? Like. It specifically is a place where they upcharge people like me because they know that they can, and they're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, uh, right. Like, uh, please, again, with the money. And so she, we didn't spend all of that, by the way. We spent a chunk of it, but not all of it. Um, and most of it was spent at the aforementioned pop shops that were all around the convention floor that Kylie was mentioning. So there you go. And I do have um, the Faye Valentine pop. I don't have it behind me oh look there's us at comic-con that's me next to a guy cosplaying data yeah he did a really good job um but uh so yeah i have the faye valentine pop but that's the only one from the line that i got and i don't have it next to me so there you go j and j story callie thank you for doing the research to find out that faye was indeed wearing the bracelet from this episode the anklet from this episode that controls her loaded dice in the prior episode that means that it was there all along it was Faye's anklet all along. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, the Star oh, Trek so references. I've got a question. Go ahead, Ricky D. Oh, look, there's another picture of us at Comic-Con in front of the Jurassic Park Jeep. That's 2013, though. That's, That's a, long a very time ago. old photo, yeah. 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 So yeah. that weird dice game, like odds and evens dice game, have any of you guys mm -hmm. ever seen that before? Is that new or is that familiar for you guys? Um, yeah, it, yeah, so it is because my brother is like a freaking 50s gangster kind of guy. Oh my God, yeah, like, he's, he's and so he's from the greasers. Yeah, he's, he's like got a greaser his hair for slicked sure. back. It's, it's kind of ridiculous, but yeah, I think it was two years ago on my birthday, he came over in the garage and he was playing that exact game, I'm pretty sure. Like it That's was hilarious. the odds and evens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, if it wasn't for my, you know, brother being Dude, a 50s gangster. You'll see that stuff down <laughs> on uh at, in, down in downtown Denver. Yeah. See people down there playing odds and evens just on the corners and stuff. Those aren't like the the best neighborhoods to drive through and usually you're accidentally <laughs> yeah. seeing that, but like <laughs> Well, no, like so, like in um basically like places like Brooklyn, New York and stuff like that. That was a uh, it's like jacks it's you know like they didn't have a lot of things to play with and so that's you know anywho yeah fun stuff i immediately thought of liar's dice from uh red dead redemption the, sorry i think the first place i saw it was pirates of the caribbean okay yeah bootstrap bill you're a liar and you'll spend eternity on this ship for it wow that was good jesse <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I didn't have any tentacles, but Josh provided the sound effects. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, you're welcome. So, as as I was saying when we were talking about Cowboy Bebop, and I want to say thank you guys for sharing all of these pieces. I think this is what makes our show our show, right? Like, it's this is what sharing an, a show that you have seen before with people that have never seen it before is supposed to be like. Like, this is why you like it this is why you relate to it you know so <clears throat> for me personally this episode all of the the heavy star trek references are are just icing on this very cool homage cake if you will but the i mean they even use the word enterprising instead of entrepreneur and he gives the the log at the start and then there's also uh there's one shot when spike is floating around by himself where it's just an empty room and it actually just plays a sound from the original Star Trek series. Um, 
but I just, I think that's all the Star Trek stuff. So now that I've got that out, does anybody else want to talk about these first couple scenes? <laughs> that's not all the Star Trek stuff, my friend. This session actually bears a striking resemblance to Star Trek Deep Space Nine episode, The Alternate. That was and... one of the fun facts that I had. Um, <laughs> of course, you know, the alien mm-hmm. homage. Mm-hmm. Um, but right. yes, um, but well, I was I was the... wondering, Deep Space Nine, I was like, that's one that uh, most people don't watch, right? Am I yeah. correct? Absolutely I mean, not. It's just because I haven't <laughs> well, I, it's okay. just because I haven't started it yet. Okay, Ricky, have you seen it? No. Ricky doesn't oh. watch I hear Star the Trek. I've seen like are really cool, but that's about I've all seen I know. One and a half Star Trek movies. Okay. You guys, okay. like I said, the trekking of Ricky D could be a whole show. I'm just telling you right now. So, but just here's going the through all thing. the movies. I mean, I don't want to step on Green Shirts. Uh, I know. I'm just saying. Like we could just like, pick episodes at random and make him watch those and be like, "Now this is your favorite thing." So instead of best um, flicks, it's best treks. <laughs> it could be Trek a flicks. bonus series. Trek flicks. Yeah, yeah. Like that. See, you guys. <laughs> This is how podcasts are born, my friends. Um, <laughs> in a live show. Hodge of brainstorming. <laughs> and to speak to to that similarity, though, I felt like it was closer to the TNG episode Starship Mine, um, which is where it's just Picard, and he needs to basically take back the Enterprise from a group of hijackers. So it's basically Die Hard on a ship in space, which, I mean this episode has some pieces of that it's it's a little bit less you know spike versus everything in this but it gets down to that so i i mean again not being able to speak to ds9 because i haven't watched it apologies i don't i'm not going to give you my card i still love star trek um but for me it did have reminiscence of that next generation episode um i i would imagine there's other star trek stuff in here that i didn't see but I mean, I could I could frame by frame it if I feel like it. Callie, that is so funny. That is like my also my favorite episode. <laughs> and like, what episode is that? Do you it, it's season two, episode fifteen. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, so there's also a Deep Space Nine episode where they go back to that episode, and they use like green screen effects to it digitally insert DS9 characters to the original series. That's so, cool. Yeah. I bet that Again, looks fun. haven't seen it, but I've seen screenshots. Um, yeah. So, uh, yes, did you did you guys ha- uh, have anything else from these first couple scenes where she's basically, I mean, she's literally taking, it's, you know, gambling the pants off of Jet. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of making me like Faye's character a little bit less. <laughs> like, uh, Jet too. and Spike and Ed and uh, Ayn, they're all really in this together. They're all to- they're part of a singular unit. They're a partnership. But Faye is considerably more interested in herself than yep. she is in the rest of the crew. And that's kind of starting to get to me. But we got some insight in this episode as to why she's like that. So how did you feel about that, her little, her voiceover? Uh, survival of the fittest that one she says the last time i oh. trusted people it was bad or something like that uh actually nothing ever good happened to me when i trusted others right so it's clearly a you know a series of defense mechanisms right and you like um to play valentine's advocate um she's 
uh, exceptionally good looking. So there's probably people approaching her unasked constantly at all times, right? She's also in the business of, you know, rigging gambling and taking people's money. So that's dangerous. Like if you if you step back and look at it, there's a lot of reasons that she could need to have defense mechanisms that are legitimate. Right. Like it's not necessarily just that she's spiky for uh, no pun intended, but for no reason. Right. It's she needs to be this way to survive. And um, I think that that's part of why they had introduced her as a gypsy initially. Right. She's like, I'm, I'm a gypsy. I'm a Romany. And um, but I see where you're coming from. I mean, she li- she takes his underwear and she's, you know, I'll rent and it she back cheated to him. him out of it. And she's, she didn't yeah. win it. She right. she stole it from him. Right. And but, I'd like to point out, last season I did say I don't like pretty people. And I think <laughs> that uh, personality trait of mine is rearing its head again. Ricky, I never wow, swindled you out of we your clothes. I thought we were friends. I, yeah, well, I don't know. I guess you... we're going to take off, guys. Um, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see you later. <laughs> We've always known this about Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. If you haven't recently, you should go check out Best Flicks with Ricky D. He did an episode on a musical called In the Heights, and I was there for it. And I'm going to tell you, we actually did it for Rosie, the aforementioned, whose birthday we missed because she had requested it specifically. And Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D is a nice guy like that. So go check that out. All true. (laughs) Now, here's, here's my... I'm just going to speak in references, basically, this episode, right? So the tracker that they have is from Alien, but it gives you the vision from Predator. How cool is that? Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I didn't even think. I just just noticed the Predator vision for sure, and I loved how Ed got so excited about it. She turns it on and she's like, oh, like she it just sprints away. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I I really I really like her character. I noticed one thing uh today in this episode and this is all these characters are very reminiscent to Star Wars characters. Like this is a crew of Star Wars characters. Um what was it? It was uh Faye is Han Solo because she's in it for herself. Is Ed Jar Jar Binks? Nah. <laughs> Ed is Luke Skywalker because he says dumb shit and is pretty funny. Um, and what was it? Jet is Chewbacca, and Spike is what are the? Oh, Princess Leia. Spike is Leia. Chewbacca is a dog. Why wouldn't Ian be Chewbacca? Because Ian is R two D two. Okay. Yeah. That that one that one of all of them I will give you. <laughs> and that's the whole reason I made that spiel up was because the scene where. <laughs> Ian is looking up at the ceiling and like barking and making noises. I was like, oh my, that's R2-D2 right there. Like, Mm. hey, Luke, listen to me. Hey, come here. Hey, idiot, come here. And like, (laughs) (laughs) so the vibe that I got from Ian this whole episode, have you guys seen John Carpenter's The Thing? Yes. Okay, so that first scene where they're running across the ice and the dog is barking like crazy. Or I think the dog is barking, but the guy is chasing the dog, right? But he's speaking like some kind of language and you can't hear what he's saying. Now, if you speak that language, you would hear him say, that's not a dog, don't let it in. But there's no subtitle on that in the movie The Thing, so you 
unless you speak that language, you don't know that, but it's like the first line spoken. And then of course, you know, the dogs in that movie and we'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> because I mean, Ayn is just so cute and I don't even want to mm-hmm. pretend mm-hmm. to start that conversation personally. So, uh, it's Norwegian says, Phil, thank you, Phil. Um, I don't speak Norwegian. Phil, pure curiosity. Do you speak Norwegian? Um, the, <laughs> I just, I had to ask. I was just wondering. I like that. Beep the, effing beep. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so last season we talked Thank about replacing down. Chewbacca's uh, groans with Jane's dialogue toward Matt. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so that it would be like, every time Han Solo's like, you ready, Chewie's? Chewie would be like, if somebody gives me enough money, I'm going to kill you. Like, <laughs> um, that's right. That's right. So oh, what would man. be the replacement here? Like, what? A, which character here do we put in? Maybe Faye over Leia, put in her dialogue, and just turn Leia into an absolute harpy? Like, <laughs> Yes, that that would work. Um, you could do... Think about it. You could do Han over Spike. Or maybe go the other way, just put Chewbacca groans over Ein's barks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would probably make Josh Thank watch. <laughs> I'm watching right now. I what are you talking about? <laughs> but you know what I you, you know what I mean. Like watching. if we were gonna make you watch it again, but recut as a funny thing. Like is the hypothetical? Are you not following along with the hypothetical, I am. Josh? And okay. absolutely, yes. Thank I you. would watch it again. What's Chewbacca sounds? Yeah. Uh, Phil says I do not speak Norwegian. I just love John Carpenter's The Thing. <laughs> so. Well, thank you. I can't I wait to see this trip. episode in one, live action, by the like, way. Like, where Sorry. it comes out the tummy, and he's like, Burr. No, that's, is it? Oh, no, I, I thought you were talking about Alien, which is also kind of. And it's like, yeah, I got this but. crazy ass, oh my, okay. I think I know what you're talking about, actually. Yeah. I think you, one. I think you're on top of it. I think you, okay. you're, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I read your mind yeah. during that, and you are correct. You, you're on It's top. essentially the movie. Cool. Just picture, like, really <laughs> effective practical gore effects on top of that sound and that's most of the movie and yeah. and you guys know me i'm not i'm not a horror like i don't enjoy horror really especially gory horror but that movie i think is executed in a way that is ridiculously over the top and in some ways but subtle in other ways so i think i actually yeah. enjoyed when i watched the thing i mean i i've watched it enough to know enough about it to talk about it so that there's your indicator it's pretty right there. like gross which is fun yeah that's what's fun about it and it's horrifying like it's Mm -hmm. not it's not gross for the sake of being gross it's gross to be like oh wow that would be just mind-bendingly terrible (laughs) yeah like it which i think is the effective thing about it um another one that i saw that was really effective but that i will never watch again is event horizon Um, i love that movie i don't think (laughs) i've seen that and now i'm like morbidly curious it's so good Let's watch you it. should watch it okay. with my friend Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D and do an episode of Best Flicks with Ricky D about yeah. event. Yes, Horizon. Queen. That yes. might be a hate watch episode. Hate watch. Do you not Hashtag like Event Horizon? I, uh, I don't. I don't think I've seen it before. Ricky but it sounds D. like a really generic disaster movie. It sounds like another day okay. after tomorrow. Josh, Isn't it though? Josh, is it okay if I sell it to him in like one sentence and then we go back to Cowboy Bebop? Yes, do it. Okay, Ricky D. This movie has Lawrence Fishburne and Sam Neill in a psychological cosmic horror situation. All right. Okay. 
See? Told you that would work. I don't think it's what I think it is. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, Cowboy Bebop. It's do wonderful. you guys remember that show? <laughs> <laughs> I love I the notes about it in front of me. I, I love do, the, too. The gold-rimmed spectacles that Spike is wearing that pair with his heat vision box. Like mm-hmm. Those are very cool, and I can't wear... Little circular glasses, I have to wear big lenses because of the shape of my head. But if I could, I would get some that look like his heat vision glasses. Those were I very jazzy and cool. What's cool about them, him, the show, and especially Pi- Spike, is that um, his outfit is always um, in fashion. His glasses mm-hmm. are always in fashion, whether it was in 1998 or now or, you know, um, he's always he's always on fleek. I, I don't think you say on fleek. I think you just say... He's always fleek, no, right? He's you're on fleek. Your eyebrows are on, on fleek. fleek. You're on, on fleek. fleek. Ricky D, do you trust me? Eyebrows on fleek. Kick people out because if you do, just I don't need. No, that. but I do. Boom. I need that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, backfire. <laughs> um, okay, so you're talking about how uh, Spike looks super cool all the time. Uh, I had the thought during this episode, man. Spike makes smoking cool again. <laughs> He, I okay. He always, he looks so cool smoking. I, it's just true. Unfortunately, um, that's all there is to that. I think. I, I mean, if you're for some reason listening to this podcast or watching this live stream, and you are under eighteen, what are you doing with your life? A and B. Do not smoke cigarettes. It's actually if you don't fit in now. Yeah, twenty one oh, here in America. Really? Yes. I have that's, been to America, so I should know that. That's how old we are. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. So, yeah, all of you young children, do not smoke cigarettes. Those of you over 21, how freaking cool is the smoking in this show, right? Like, the animation on the smoke is really cool. It hangs just the right way. They always look so relaxed when they go to smoke a cigarette. It just really makes you want one. I know it's not a good habit. And, you know, it's been... Since my daughter was born, I haven't had a physical cigarette, but... This show really makes me want a cigarette, and I just, yeah, you're right. Ricky you're D, really making me cool want a again. cigarette right now. You would be <laughs> way cooler if you smoked, Jesse. <laughs> well, and that's so. A, so, so here's the thing, you guys. Here's He's a not. here's a here's a moment, right? Or a question, I guess. The live action series has already been confirmed to have no smoking in it. How do you what? feel about that? Huh. Uh, Disneyfication of America. Well, like, I don't want to get too like weird and political, but it's just everything. Everything I, has is that to an, be is that an America so thing, neutral. or look is that an America thing, or is it a China thing? Because China likes to pull things for random, um, no idea stuff. And if well, but I would Im- like, I would imagine it's probably both because I don't. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of okay. Uh, full disclosure: I don't watch a lot of current television. Uh, most of the stuff I watch is from like 1997 to 2009 <laughs> um, because I'm doing podcasts about it. So uh, I don't see new stuff and I don't know if there's smoking on it, but I don't think there's a lot of smoking on TV anymore. So it kind of doesn't surprise me. Isn't there's like things against smoking on TV. I think now on TV, especially like movies is a little different, but like uh, here, I've got an example. I'm watching shameless on Netflix right now. And at the very beginning, there's a warning: violence, nudity, smoking. Like mm-hmm. if they're well, that's one of smoking the... a cigarette, they have to put it as a warning in the rating. 
Well, on your TV ratings, even when we were growing up, man, when they would say TV 14 DSLV or whatever, the S was smoking. Mm. Like, they already had a rating designation for it. Oh, wait, no. The S might have been sexuality, now that Mm. I think about it. I think Um, that's dumb. And, I mean, I was just talking a a few minutes ago about how I can't wait to see this episode in live action. But... If we don't get to see Spike try and light a cigarette <laughs> with a freaking blowtorch, <laughs> a flamethrower, excuse me, a flamethrower, then I'm going to be really okay. upset. Okay, I just had a thought. Let's let's say there's a runner for the whole live action series where Spike always has a cigarette in his mouth, and at some point in every episode, he tries to light it, but something, right? Yeah, he torches the whole thing with the blowtorch. His lighter won't go. Uh, Faye flicks it, flies out of his mouth, breaks it. Yeah, something right. Like I would be okay with that. He gets. I'd be fine with that. That's a good. See, and that's a good idea. Don't just take it completely out because that's part of the character. I I was gonna say I wouldn't care at all if it wasn't something about him. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen. Yeah, they all all smoke, smoke. but he's the coolest looking. I, and it so, the to the intro. point, to the point of it, right? Like, I feel where you guys are coming from because it's like we know these characters are adults. We know that they live in space. We know that they have a hard life. It's uh, it's okay for us to go, hey, they're they're killing themselves slowly because they're choosing to, and I get that it's an atmosphere thing, and that's why they're doing it, right? But I don't know. It, it makes me wonder, like, is this is that the kind of thing that I that a neurotic, insane fan is worried about, or is that the kind of thing that might actually affect it? I I'm sort of leaning towards the former, right? Where I'm like, it's that's probably gonna be fine. Like, as long as it looks cool, as long as the music is amazing, which we know it will be because they got Kano back. Like, I feel like as long as they do all the aesthetic pieces right, if they pull that out, it's not going to make a big deal. What I'm sure. What do you guys think about that? I just don't like that they. There's really no option. Uh, it's the idea of smoking has kind has been put down so hard and so far. There probably that it's is not though. even an option. Well, there probably is though. I mean, like there was smoking in what, like Breaking Bad, right? So like, at the, yeah, at the beginning. I, mean, no, I, guess, I guess that was guess, a while ago. Jesse smoked it. Yeah, it that ended in like 2013, 2014. So mm. almost ten years ago now. That's almost a whole decade. <laughs> Man, we're getting. Old. I think that we are making it into a bigger, and we, I mean, uh, the global we, are making the idea of smoking into a ten when it could really be addressed as more of a five or a six. Yeah. Yeah. See that. That's what my concerns come from. I'm trying to do some math here. I think 2006 (laughs) was when they outlawed smoking in public. In public. Yes. Here in America. Which is, that's, it, I think that's a good thing because you don't want to go into a restaurant with your kid and have I mean, smoking yeah, and section have the smoking or not. You're going to have, but it like it goes everywhere. Yeah, it's smoke. I mean, yeah, and you don't want to eat eat around that. I don't even like eating around smoking, and I smoke. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, back to Bebop. I do yeah, not think an interesting. I do that think that uh, Josh is fiending hard. <laughs> I I am really hard. I want to take a break here. Um. I'm kidding. Uh, 
I I liked the the fact that they have all this holistic medicine and I say yes. that with air quotes because you know after Jet gets bit he goes and opens the fridge and then gets bit by the blob <laughs> and all you know he gets all sick and and Spike's like yeah I got some medicine for you he's got like some scorpion yeah some I got lizard. some gecko yeah. Uh, I got this other like he opened up this little box and I was like, "Are they about to just smoke weed?" Because he's smoking a cigarette as he's going through the box and he's like, "Yeah, I got some medicine right. for that. It'll really help what? you out." Yeah. I was like, Dang, <laughs> Spike's about to just give Jet some weed. <laughs> I think that's like their medicine cabinet on the ship. Like yeah. instead of band aids and wraps and ibuprofen and all of this, they've just got different medicinal creatures and i took yeah. it to mean they're probably broke like medicine <laughs> medicine's probably very expensive here right because they don't have like a dedicated doctor on the bebop like they would on other ships they just have them so uh, yeah isn't mm, i guess jet's not a doctor He's just good at fixing people, right? Right. There's not somebody who they call Doc, is what I mean. Right. Like, right. <laughs> you know, there's not somebody whose whole whose whole job is to be like, oh, here's a shot of this. It, it you know, Spike was like, hey, I mean, yeah, you could do this or that. You know, one or the other. Although um, Ed did have he she sorry she's she kind of uh, knew what she was talking about when it came to the bacteria, right. I feel like because she was looking over Spike's shoulder when when he was looking through all the different bacterias, and I don't remember the nonsense she said, but it seems pears are irregular. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes. <there> you go. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> ah, favorite character for sure. She's so cool. Um, well, so go yeah. ahead. I I didn't really have much else. I was just kind of talking about them getting bit, and mm. and everyone gets bit except for Ed and Spike. <laughs> and you get it. They do that very slowly, like much like Alien. You know, yeah. one by one, we're we're getting fewer and fewer people in the fight here, and it's in the walls. It's using the vents. You know, like it, it's and just Ian so... was the saddest. Oh, that was just sad, yeah. They put that wrap around his stomach. Yeah, I thought that was funny. It's cute. I love it. Like a sad little potato. Now that scene where uh, Ed is chasing Ayn down the rotating hallway, that scene in a horror movie or even in a horror anime goes way differently, right? Because there's a shot where... Ed jumps up and grabs the bars above her head, and then all you see in the frame is her legs. Now, if this were a different show, yeah, either that or the legs would just stay there. And, the, and then, like, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we probably would have gotten more of a. I mean, we got a pretty heart wrenching whimper out of Ayn in this yeah. episode. Yeah, I mean, it made me draw three different sad faces in my face. <laughs> Can we oh, please see them on your camera? Um, maybe. <laughs> oh my god! He actually did it. Looks like a little potato. Uh, uh, there, there they are. Oh, oh yeah, there they are. Oh my god! <laughs> little crying faces. Cute. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the last episode where the the jerk kicks Ian, 
and I was like, that guy better die. So same thing with this blob. I was like, that blob better die. He hurt. That that thing hurt my boy. I picture. I'm sorry. I picture Ricky drawing those uh, frowning faces with like his whole fist around the pen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> when he's taking his notes. I'm sure that's not how it is, but that's the image that flashed into my head. Well, I, and I, I definitely saw some watermarks around those smile, those little sad faces it, too. You know, yeah, like I crying. Could, oh, man, I could some not. Teardrop. I could <laughs> not help ink. myself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. That was that was a good <laughs> mental image. Um, <laughs> wow, uh, I'm gonna drink. So to that. yeah, it it now now here's I do have a question though. Why do we know why in the first time that Spike is cooking with his flamethrower that he's doing that? Like, is there a reason he's not using the stove? Because we know they because have stove. Everyone would cook with a flamethrower if they had. Dude, I. Are you kidding? If I had a flamethrower, I would totally hook that up in my backyard with some sort of clothesline that wouldn't melt and just. A whole so, lamb. Dude, it would take like 10 minutes to, to get that steak done. Kylie, so Kylie let's hang up some veggies, hang up some meats. Let me, let me cook them. Ooh, some green chilies. What would happen oh, if yeah. Josh got a net gun? Oh, like that was that bad. dangerous with a flamethrower. If you got a yeah. net gun, you'd that just be to go, running around the neighborhood. To go catch you, people? Yeah, are you talking yeah. about like a gun that shoots so, nets? Yeah, I would like be a, a spike head. I would be a bounty hunter. Oh, oh okay. It's like, where's Could from? you imagine me being a bounty hunter? <laughs> no. I would no. love that. I would have to wear a Boba Fett costume. I don't even care. That would be very effective. <laughs> Running after people in a Boba Fett costume with I don't think you'd have to run after them. I honestly think you just show up at their door wearing that. They would you wouldn't even have to ring the doorbell. They'd just be like, the hell is this Joker? Like I gotta somebody turn on your phone, honey. Let's go see who this guy is. Like you'd be like, are you aware that you have warrants? They'd be like, are you kidding me? Kidding me? <laughs> you have a bounty of nine hundred galactic credits. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would just you fire my you, net gun, and then you know hit one of them with my lungs. <laughs> Wait, what universe are we in? All of them. It doesn't <laughs> yes. matter. I'm about to go hire some ravagers to help me with this too. I and those are different than my Reavers. form of payment in rupees. <laughs> <laughs> Mess it up again. No, it's good. It's all right. Um, so you're saying the reason that Spike is cooking with a flamethrower is because he owns one and lives on a spaceship? I yes. accept because. that. I think yes. that's a good answer. Well, yeah. I, maybe that's how they barbecue on the spaceship because he was eating a shish kebab, which is kind of a barbecue-y thing. So that might be a kind of You can't do answer. coals, carbon monoxide, so... Propane, oh, same thing, I think. Kylie, so, with the lore reason, I dig that. He can't have... Oh, that's brilliant. Science, chemistry. Way to ruin it. <laughs> so Flamethrower no, was his only option. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm going to tell Makes my sense. wife next time I cook with a flamethrower. Sweetheart, it's the only option. So, <laughs> What would you have me use, Cole? As you pull up your circular goggles and put them on your forehead. <laughs> Listen. This is all we got. <laughs> hey, can you close the door? I'm about to not smoke. 
and I don't want it to not go in. Um, so this episode I, is wonderful, you guys. I've been having so much fun. It's been good. <laughs> when we only have the one episode to focus on, it really allows us to really dig into the BS that we normally wrap around everything. Yes. Yeah, which is right. great. I actually, I mean, it's good to have one of those every once in a while, especially for us, because, I mean, we have a, a lot of BS. So, uh, <laughs> Too much. The, yeah, I, so basically we're, you know, we're, we're whittling down to where it's just Spike versus the thing, right? And he... Uh, epic battle. This is epic he battle. Makes, he makes his way, he, can, he is nothing but smooth the whole episode, but he does make his way... You know, he's wandering around, looking around for everybody, makes his way into the back room where Jet had to go get a blanket since he done lost his britches. And as he's leaving, or no, maybe it's in the hallway, he has the uh, sudden anime realization shot where he walks away and then stops, and then the camera very slowly pans around to reveal that his face has had a realization. And he goes, it couldn't be. And he goes into the back, and he checks the fridge. Now question time it can have been at any point in you in your life doesn't have to be recent have you guys ever had a moment where you opened the refrigerator and went what is that uh well it wasn't my refrigerator but uh when i went to college i spent two summers cleaning out the dorms so everybody moves out they pack their stuff, but they don't really clean up after themselves. Oh so they God. hire a cleaning crew to go through there and clean up the dorms. And Phil did this with me. So Phil can back me up. We saw some horrible things. Uh, like, there were some moldy refrigerators, sure. But just, if you can imagine, 918 to 20-year-old college students in these oh. little dorms. Yeah, Phil remembers. <laughs> uh, it was just—it was horrifying. There were like bathtubs that were black everywhere. You had a bunch of these guys running around. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all drippy. All drippy. I'm all drippy. So, I have seen some nasty messes. You know, oh, I gotta say, um, I have never. Um, Gosh, I, cleanliness was also always a big thing in my household, but basic cleanliness was always good. Um, so I, I can't speak for Josh and his past, but since we've been together, I no can, can safely say that they're like, we, we clean the fridge out every week. I lived with a bunch of dudes uh, downtown <laughs> Denver for a few years, and there were a couple times where you open the fridge and... After a while, everyone goes, do you know what's in that Tupperware? <laughs> mm. It's not my because, man. It's not my fault. <laughs> I didn't do because that. Somebody the else inside, did that. The underside of that Tupperware lid gets the drops on it from the condensation. Then you can't tell what's in there anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just and a then, so you, dark shape. So you look under, and it's just like black. Oh. And it's like, what? Do you guys just need this throw Tupperware? Just the whole thing away. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a way just better to buy more Tupperware. Yeah, there, and I I mean, I don't know. My days in Nebraska, there were some pretty unclean people out there. That, Space know, Castle they, on YouTube says Denver represent. That's uh, <laughs> what Denver is known for is terrifying refrigerator interiors. Hey, <laughs> dude, we did not really care we didn't eat much at the house we didn't care much about the fridge at that age 
part of it is like having a war with your roommates. Like you <laughs> kind of dominance messes, kind hoping yeah. other people will clean up. Yeah, dishes right. especially. I feel like dishes got moldier and grosser oh in that house than the fridge did because. You know, you'd make some some pancakes and there'd be some syrup and then someone would make something with baked beans and there'd be like some baked beans and it would just be like, you know, a hodgepodge of bad plates and it just sits there for weeks. I don't know why it does that, but it does. And I'm so I, I, I'm so glad to say that I have not. Well, ever. to steer away from the, the gross, do you guys have any? any good leftovers in your fridge right now that you're excited for? I have two pieces of pizza that I'm going to eat immediately yeah. when this show is over. Pizza. I got a bomb-ass cheese sauce upstairs. We've got pizza, wings, freaking K-Papas. <laughs> um, cheese sauce, though, for well, sure. Well, this has been good. sudden but inevitable. <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry. I do agree with Space Castle, though. We we have some pretty bad quarterbacks in this town. That's <laughs> it, it happens. Usually there's 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 a couple bright spots, but it happens. But uh, good so, quarterbacks, by the way. I wanted to talk about the commando versus uh, alien thing going on here, with mm-hmm. Spike going the Schwarzenegger route and yeah. just <laughs> putting on the whole outfit with yep. the, the kebab in his hand and like the guns and the and the everything to go chase after this tiny little alien. I, I thought that was that was pretty epic. <laughs> that was the diehard moment of it for me, right? Like, it's just yeah. him and this thing, and and it's not even actually his ship, but, like, you know, the ship is at stake, and he's got to he's gotta go do it. He's the only one that can do it, and he does end up, he's so smooth. Like, he does that flip, and then the firing of the pistol, followed by the actual fire. I just, yeah. I love that scene with the oil, where the oil drips in front of him twice, and he goes, don't do that, because he thinks it's the blob. That. Yeah. And then of course the blob drops down behind him, classic that horror movie style. I just Yeah. Yeah. He I think that that quality here that that's where I was disagreeing with you earlier with your analogy, Josh, is that to me Spike is clearly the Han Solo because he makes fun of everything in the show and the, the like the predicament itself, which is a totally Han Solo thing to do. So um, maybe Faye is Lando then. Kind of a two time and <laughs> betraying jerk. Because so she has so. been crossed. Right. Like, whereas Lando had been crossed, and that's why he yeah, was no, kind of, right, right. yeah. Look at look at what I've done to you. Oh, I do, we just <laughs> talked about this the other day, didn't we? I just we? watched Solo last yeah. night. <laughs> I still really like that movie a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, God, I'm sorry, Jesse, but not, I did. Okay. I did watch Solo. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You it's guys watch... <laughs> More movies at a faster clip than basically anyone I know, including Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D, and he has a podcast called Best Flicks with Ricky D, where he watches <laughs> movies for a podcast. That sounds so like a challenge. I'm not, yeah, I'm not upset. It just, it's one of those things. Like, it's impressive almost, I guess. Uh, but we have this this very cool showdown. <clears throat> Spike manages to put a bullet square on this thing, and then while it's kind of you know first level dead right we have we have various we have various levels of dead for a monster in a movie right the first time you hit it it's not gonna die second time you hit it it's not gonna die the third or fourth time you hit it it might go depends on what kind of movie but i love that he has to shoot it and then hit it with the fire and then he tries to blow it out the airlock with the refrigerator that is full of just 
<laughs> like the refrigerator in this episode is like an eldritch horror box, right? Like he opens it up and it's heavily implied that basically Cthulhu is in his refrigerator. <laughs> like it's how, what happened? Did it lose power? Oh, that must be what happened is it lost well, power, like, right? They start, they start, he just gets so sick. I feel like looking in that fridge just made him so sick. It's like looking in my fridge when I was younger and just going, oh God. Right. <laughs> but it, that's the most terrified he is the whole episode is when yeah. he looks in the fridge. Oh man. It was it was awful. I love that it's called a rock lobster. You think that's where the B fifty twos got got that song? Well, a rock there lobster rock is a kind of I lobster. Know. Yeah, yeah. God. Um but no, I do I do like that the rock lobster was from Ganymede and yeah, that's yeah. that's how it all went down. Yeah. So but the point is it didn't even kill him. The what what actually kills that thing? Yeah, I want well, you to explain to me how what stomach um, acid? Yeah, stomach yeah, acid is right. what kills that thing. <laughs> because Lack of oxygen. Ed just eats it at the end. So I mean pudding. It's pudding yeah, that, delicious. And the first the first uh shot of Ed in this she's dreaming of eating, right? Oh, I couldn't eat anymore. I'm plenty full. So it yeah. <sighs> goes full circle that she's always dreaming of food. The, I mean that's the Oh. They're all always dreaming of food, as we've seen before. I mean, yes, Faye has eaten hungry. dog food. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This, to me, was uh, a real filler episode. It was a great episode. Like, everything that happened in this episode was great, but I just watched a, an episode of Bad Batch right before this that was extreme filler, and it really kind of pissed me off. So then watching this episode, I was like, oh, this is also filler. What's going on with all these filler episodes? So I would say that it's more of a bottle episode than it is a filler episode like um they did it a lot more in tv in the 90s right where it was like we need an episode that has a low budget and we don't go to a bunch of different sets we just keep everybody here and the whole episode takes place in this one place so that we don't spend all this money and it felt that way to me now of course they don't have sets to worry about so it was a conscious choice but it's still a storytelling technique Right, exactly. They made that that choice to say we want to tell a self-contained story here in this one episode, and I think they, I think they did a really good job of it, and they kept the tone of it such that I wasn't at the end like, oh my gosh, what happens next? How does it resolve? I'm like, okay, I get it. It was just a fun mm-hmm. thing, and I don't, I don't consider it filler. I consider it a one-off bottle episode, I guess. Thank you, um, Sinisera. He just said bottle episode. Wow, what do you? Oh, know? very cool. That's funny. Um, I appreciate <laughs> that, Sinisera. Welcome to the live chat, Sinisera. You folks watching the live stream may have noticed behind me, Josh. Can I get a screen embiggening, please? Oh, yes, absolutely. I meant so, to ask about that. Yeah, behind me, uh, those two paintings right there. The one of the planet overlooking the moon, I did, of course. But this one back here, Sinisera did and oh, sent perfect. it to me from his shop. How freaking cool is that? If you want to see me freak out over how cool it is and the amazing packaging that it showed up in, you can go to Instagram and follow me at Sudden But Inevitable Podcast. Go check out our IGTV tab and you will see the whole video of me taking that out of the packaging and looking at it for the first time. It was a blast. Thank you again, Sinisera. Deeply appreciate it and uh, made a bunch of our podcasting friends jealous. So <laughs> that's a bonus. Um, we do have, to like we were saying, we do have sort of a quick resolution here 
right where spike thinks he's got it i do i do actually i really love the scene where he is like pushing the fridge out with his feet while holding on and the fridge is floating backwards while he's evacuating the atmosphere that was just it was like a little ballet you know it was it was so well shot so was it would you say a waltz I would call it more of a toy in the attic. No, I'm sorry, that doesn't work at all. Um, yeah, it was. I would say it was a a waltz. Um, I would say it was okay. like very flowery too. What What would you guys? How would you guys describe it? I don't think it's a mamba. Oh, uh, that would be cool. Tango. Yeah. <laughs> well, I happen to know that the song that they played in the background was. Is an old, old uh, classical song called Waltz of the Flowers. Um, I'm See not going to try there. and pronounce the guy's name. You did. You got the pronunciation I looked it up. better. Tchaikovsky. Check- <clears throat> Tchaikovsky. Okay. Happy so. birthday to Sinisera. Today? Really? Is today Ooh, Sinisera's yeah. birthday? That's what, what? it sounds like. Sinisera, happy. B- okay, Josh, get it ready. You've got it, right? I have something for this. I don't if know you have it ready, I'm ready when you are. <laughs> we weren't uh, impromptu ready, but we're getting there. We're getting there. This is a this is a first, ladies and gentlemen, a double sudden but inevitable birthday celebration in a single episode. Happy birthday to Sinisera. I want to say thank you one more time for the very cool painting, and thank you for joining us in the live chat. We appreciate the support. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, listening to the podcast version. You're missing out just a little bit. Now And a happy birthday to Rosie again. Yes, everybody. You're not you're not missing out that much, but I mean it's just fun, you guys. We're dancing, there's colored lights. That reminds me I should probably stop doing that. There we go. Josh. Are you there, Josh? Josh just I'm better. Down. Oh I'm my better. gosh, there he is. I thought he fell off the screen and Kylie oh. was gonna take over. Um <laughs> Oh, Sinisera may have been at a dance party having a slight rave, are we? So, we're getting close to the end of the hey, actual you know? action of this episode, right? Where he pushes the fridge that. out. Cheers. Yes. Happy birthday. Happy birthday and cheers. Actually, I will finish my drink to that. Ricky D. Ricky D's sipping his ice water. And carefully <laughs> placing it quietly next to him. <laughs> As he places it quietly. <laughs> this is what happens when uh when we only have one episode to review. <laughs> so this. we have it's our like, it's like SBI gone wild up in here. <laughs> <laughs> SBI after dark. Yeah. So I mean all the episodes happen after dark, so it's not really a distinction, but gone we wild. have this resolution is kinda quick, you know, Spike figures out that they're, you know, probably not gonna die. Ed eats the alien, and then we get this cool little couple of scenes where we find out they've set the ship to be on cruise mode on Route 66. That's that's just, uh, I love it. And the ship won't stop. It's automatic. It's on autopilot. You know, it's just like the end of any sci-fi movie where they go, hey, everybody made it, but they're in cryosleep, so they set the everything to, you know, automatically go to Earth and everything like that. So, oh, <laughs> Sinisera said the spoiler I wanted to avoid on Twitter was the refrigerator, and I grew up with said refrigerator. You're talking about like that model of 
like crazy looking the chamber from the fly level refrigerator or did you have a rock lobster in your refrigerator yeah and it was all mutiny <laughs> i actually had a man this is a fun story and i'm gonna make it real quick but i had a lobster in my fridge once that i left it was in my freezer actually because i was an idiot <laughs> child and uh we were doing this thing when we were like 15 16 where you go and antique people when they fell asleep <laughs> at the party you know and so we'd uh we'd throw flour in their face if they fell asleep at the party too early uh, one night, flour was not enough, and we decided to go get a lobster. So me and my buddy Zimmer, who does gaming with us in TMA Games, he was also in another episode a long time ago, um, him and I drove to a Walmart in Nebraska, and when Walmart still had lobster tanks, we found the biggest, <laughs> scariest lobster we could. Um, two in the morning. We had to call an attendant at two in the morning to come get us a lobster. Jesus. They were really excited. They, they triple bagged that thing, put some water in there, made sure that it was alive, took it back to said party, uh, cut the cut the cl- the rubber bands off the claws because we're dicks like that. Put it on the kid's chest. He was he was just asleep in the in the chair like this. Put it on his chest. He freaked out. You know, screamed through the the lobster and it ran out of the house like doing the whole. Hitting his hair, like I don't know. Anyway, uh, I put that lobster in my freezer because I didn't know what else to do with it. And the next morning, my stepdad opened the freezer, and I thought he was gonna have a heart attack. I've never heard that man scream so loud. <laughs> That's how Josh got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very intense scream, kind of like uh, I don't know any 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 scream, any high pitched scream from from a man. It was wonderful. So like Home Alone. <laughs> Yeah, Home Alone. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Okay, that's a good one. The spider getting put on his face yeah. and he screams. Yeah, that was pretty mm. much my stepdad at nine in the morning when he opened the freezer to get a nice breakfast sandwich and saw a lobster. <laughs> that still makes me... Ugh. See, I would have been stoked. Stoked to see a lobster. Kylie wakes up, she's like, dude, free lobster. Yes. I'm like, I want to let this defrost right now. <laughs> lobster eggs Benedict, bro. <laughs> I'm going to thaw you and eat you, little buddy. <laughs> yeah. Asinacera so. says, let's just say the level of penicillin that was in my fridge is why I'm unkillable. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> hey, man, sometimes you just got to push that fridge out the airlock and say, not my problem anymore. Now, when Spike does this, you guys may have noticed there's a stream of sparkly rainbow dust spiraling out of the partially ajar refrigerator door as it slips off into the clutches of the void. What do you guys think? Purely there for aesthetic? Or is there a reason for it? Because I have a reason for it. Well, as somebody who's cleaned refrigerators that are that dirty, there's kind of a weird sparkly dust that does just kind of form and come out of them. Are you from, like, magic or what? Yeah, it's a little bit magic. It's a little bit sadness. It's just uh, a whole bunch of emotions, just kind of also, also solidifying. Some <laughs> you're you're talking about our background right here. I can actually do this. Mm-hmm. You know Whoa. that that thing right there. So you're yes. talking the sparkliness from from the ship, or that's that's the fridge right there. Yeah, yeah. Is yep. that from like? It looks like magic it, dust. It's magic dust. What's happening? There we go. So Jeez. I. <laughs> What I postulate is that 
all of the evil eldritch horror stuck to the insides of the fridge is freezing, right, in the vacuum of space, and it's crystallizing, and then it's crumbling, and then as it, you know, breaks apart and drifts out of the the fridge, it's catching the reflection of the Bebop's engines, and that's why it looks like a rainbow, because that's uh. the only local light source, and it would make sense because it's the the trajectory would be exact, right? It should be like a straight line between those two mm. things. So Okay. Kylie, uh, Sinisera here says, if there was a season two, that species would have thrived in the vacuum of space, probably would have created a spore <laughs> drive. You happen to have a spore drive about like this particular fridge. Yes, yes, I, I was just about to mention that. And usually we do the fun facts, you know, right after the synopsis. That didn't happen today for whatever reason. Um, but anywho, um, there is an anime that came out in like round 2014 era. It's called Space Dandy. Mm. Um, it's something I've heard of. I have totally never seen an episode, but I have heard of it. It was on, you know, Cartoon Network, just like the rest of them. Um, but it was, you know, you know, modeled space cowboy themed or whatever. But apparently <laughs> um, in here and it's episode eight, um, the fridge monster, the fridge apparently appears in this episode, episode eight of Space Dandy. Huh, very so cool. So I am particularly curious to know if they, you know, do they find it floating in space? Does it land, <laughs> you know, on a planet and they find it on a planet that they land on? So I thought that was super fun and I'm, I, you know, I, I kind of want to do some research on Which that. episode was it? It said um, episode eight of Space Dandy. Okay. Well, um, and you know, because I am but, who I am when I see Spore Drive, I immediately think Star Trek, but I'm sure Of course. You know, of course. We all knew that, um so. but the Space Dandy, um it's uh it definitely looks neat. Like I said it's a newer one, 2014, but like he's Bro. got big old pompadour. It's giving me like Loop of the Third vibes. Hold um, up though. They find a stray dog who looks exactly like Ian or Ian, Ian. <laughs> in this as well. They're like the whole premise of this episode dandy discovers a stray dog living by itself on a planet he adopts this dog but finds that it's carrying unique life forms and then this is also the episode with the crazy um and then does he meet somebody named valerie Valentine? right no, but, <laughs> but it is it is just a reference there's no like yes. it's not like a in anime universe sort of thing or anything like right. that but it is just a reference and it just looks a like fun easter egg it, i mean to me it kind of looks like it's it's just screaming cowboy bebop it totally like, it's just a, like an homage sure. to it that yellow metal even looks like it's from the bebop but the i mean the creators of anime are much like the creators of any other set of media right where they go oh, i'm going to pay homage to that thing now that i have my shot but it's got to be just there's the, the layers of references in anime to other anime have got to be so deep that we probably don't even notice most of them, I would guess. Right. So a uh, really cool, quickly. Pretty cool little uh, tidbit, though. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. that. I like that. I'm going to check that out. Really quickly, before we jump into our weekly segments, two things. First of all, 
I want to say hello to Space Castle from the live chat. I did just get to following you back on Twitter. Sorry. I usually have my show notes open on my phone during the show, but I did get the notification, and we are now following back. On that note, we are still over 1,000 followers at Sudden Butt on Twitter. Nothing happened where uh, we got to 1,000 and everybody stopped following us and unfollowed us, so that was really cool. Uh, so if you haven't done that, go to Twitter and follow at Sudden Butt so that you can be entered in our 1K Sudden Butt Blu-ray giveaway. If you don't know how to get there just go to our last episode purely for the pants check the show notes and there's a link in there that will take you directly to the contest thread or just go to twitter at sudden butt there it is that's what it looks like now really quickly phil did also bring up in the chat the space dandy series is another one by watanabe so that is probably partially why there's some similarities there now second sorry tertiarily if you guys have any other notes from this episode that you feel like we have to get out before we get to the segments this would be a great time let's start with my co-host kylie totes um just one last again usually we do it you know after the synopsis but that didn't happen today my one last thing is um this title of the episode is also another reference to classic rock um and uh, this one in particular is uh, Toys in the Attic is an album by Aerosmith, um, which cool. I thought that was fun. I just think it's kind of cool that, you know, I, d- I never like starting this. I, d- I didn't even really think about the fact that there's going to be so many classic rock references, um, but it's been kind of fun for me. So. So cool. Cool stuff. Uh, Toys in the Attic is the third studio album by Aerosmith, released in 1975 by Columbia Records. But it's, uh, it's had the sweet emotion. Sweet... Walk this way. Yep, it's the big one. So yep. the good one. Yeah. <laughs> so 1975 um, record companies. Oh my god, what are those? not to you know be that guy? I don't. I don't really like Aerosmith, but I love them. A million times more than Guns N' Roses. So, okay, you know, it is funny because actually Rolling Stones and Aerosmith are like kind of bottom of my list. Um, but still, I don't know. I, I, I just bring far. up Rolling. I, well, not bottom of the list ever in life, but uh, you know, top classic rock. Oh, that's where I put Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah. So, but you know, it's it's all very uh, po- popular, iconic kind of stuff. So I've been kind of picking <laughs> it out. But the Led Zeppelin one, that's top of the list. I yeah, that I I actually <laughs> turned that into uh, one of our advertisements for the last episode. That part where we talked about Led Zeppelin and the nice. Seeker Bar was a little tiny Zeppelin that would go across the screen as the ad played. I was pretty proud of that. So, um, Josh, do you have any other notes from this episode that you feel like you have to get out? I do not. Ricky D from Best Flicks. With Ricky D, do you have any other notes from this episode that you feel like you have to get out? No, my main goal was to derail this entire thing, and I'm feeling pretty good about that. Well, we're an hour and 20 minutes into a one-episode episode, so I would definitely agree with you, but you know what? We have officially podcasted for an hour longer than this episode. (laughs) (laughs) This is not new, you guys. So when we had, I was listening, I go back and I listen to some of you guys' old guest appearances on other shows. I listen to some of our old shows to pull, you know, references from and stuff like that. And I went back and listened to an appearance on Cheap Seat, where we had watched um, Road to Perdition and Sean was talking about how long their episodes were and I went, oh, 
we have 11 episodes and there's like 20 hours of content. <laughs> and I, that was a long time ago. There's like way more than a day's worth of our show now. If you'd like to go check out Sudden But Inevitable on your favorite podcasting app. Um, so, I mean, seriously, you could binge Firefly in two days, but to binge our Firefly podcast would take you like two weeks. <laughs> it would be a while, let me tell you. Oh, awesome. So there at the end of every episode, there are a couple things that we like to do. And I don't actually remember the order, you guys, because I keep screwing the order up. But this week, I know that first what I think we should do is actually give our ratings. Because I, I, I think having that at the very end is not, it's not that it's bad. It's just like, why do we wait all the way to the end? Because, I mean, we talked about it. We know we're excited. We're having a blast. So let's go ahead and give our ratings now, and let's start with Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D, and then we'll go Josh, Kylie, myself. I went with 9.3 out of 10. I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I usually watch the episodes multiple times, and by the time it's Friday afternoon and I'm watching and taking notes, and like I've kind of forgotten the episode because I watch it late at night, and I'm halfway asleep, and I'm playing on my phone. But after my first watch through of this episode, I was jazzed about it. I was really enjoying it. I remembered all the details when I piped it in again to, uh, this this afternoon to rewatch it. I was super excited again. Uh, it's not it's not quite a ten, but that's ten is very difficult to attain. So nine point three. It was an excellent episode. I'm digging that. Was Mr. I next, Josh? Yeah. And I'm going to go the opposite end on that one. <laughs> this is one of my least favorite episodes. I'm giving this a six. Um, wow. Yeah, I look, it was fun. And there were some comedic moments and some cool shots and some fun lines. I, li- I liked the lessons or whatever. But there was absolutely no resolution to this episode. None. It was 100% resolved. Yeah, I agree with Ricky. So, ladies and gentlemen, in the live chat and listening, Josh specifically prefers serialized storytelling. So, bottle episodes are kind of the antithesis of what he enjoys about TV. Like, yeah, I <laughs> no, no, there was no resolution to this. <laughs> it's a hundred percent resolved. What there is no longer a problem. There is yeah. no longer Except a problem on that Except there's three people of the crew laying on a bed on their deathbed and Spike just got no, bit he... by the same blob. Meanwhile, Ed is eating the thing. They'll have some scorpion and get over it. Yeah, they're going to they're going to no. have food poisoning. How I bad told could him, a... I told him Oh. Go ahead, Sorry. Kylie. I told him that it was like uh, Stranger Things where you like, you know, when you killed the host, there's no longer a problem. So when she ate oh, the blob, yeah. the infection completely went away. Well, right? it's just, it, to me, it's just bad food, right? Like, <laughs> the I mean, big it's... purple mark on their bodies is just bad food. Yeah, next time I get yeah, food poisoning, get... I'll make sure to send you a picture of the big purple bite mark on my neck. They said that <laughs> they said that they got bit, right? So, like, yeah, it's possible that their wound got infected because that thing had been in there forever. But it's not. It wasn't like turning them or anything. And then Ed oh literally ate it. And if it were something unedible, 
she would have been like, oh, what happened? She would have woke up immediately and been like throwing up, you know, to save herself. No, I just, Ed no. is a freak of nature. I think that's a, like what. <laughs> Even if that's it, the case, problem it could solved. Have, it could have gone either way. Either everything's fine and dandy or they all die a death. Wait, because it's and it's poisonous. funny because if you watch through the credits yes. at the very end, it, and this is one of my favorite lines, it was not my Spiegel spiel, but at the very end, and this is the only time that I've done this and I did it on accident because I was relabeling shots of the shows that you guys sent me, but <laughs> it was the, Ed comes in and she's like, all right, well, everybody passed away. Uh, that was great. This was a really fun short season. Thanks for your um, support. Thanks for your support. Uh, next next series is going to be uh, Cowgirl Ed. Yep. And then, you know, all of a sudden Spike comes on. He's like, hey, wait, that's not what are you no, talking about? No. And Faye's like, how <laughs> selfish of you. And it's like, that's how you resolve that by a little quip at the end. No, it was already <laughs> resolved. The quip was just an extra joke. It was not resolved. <laughs> It was, Josh. Just because nobody's hand got cut off and then they got turned into a robot doesn't mean the story isn't over, no. okay? I would okay, like wait. to know if there was some sort of serum that they had to give to them. Hey, How poisonous there was. was this? He gave he gave Spike the medicine and we just we didn't need to see Spike get better because we realized oh what about it's Faye? Just a bite. What about it's a Ian? bite from Ian's got a totally different digestive system. They all have system. the How same gonna... affliction. They got bit nope. by a lobster. Nope. And because yeah. of this, my rating is going to a five now. <laughs> That's okay. I was going to say we should just throw out Josh's vote anyway. <laughs> His rating is he's. Kylie, no. This week. No. Kylie. I wanted a resolution to them being sick and seeing what's going and, and on you, with that. And you got it. But just because you are no. choosing not to recognize <laughs> it does not mean it wasn't there. I Kylie. Did not get anything. What was your rating? Because I'm not changing Josh's. I'm gonna meet somewhere in the middle at a seven point five because I can I can see where Josh is coming from. All right, uh, Kylie's band, get out of here. I'm sick. Of <laughs> don't, do it. don't do this for me. <laughs> Throw out Kylie's. Don't vote. do this for me. Um, but no, no, I I really did like the episode, and I also feel like it has been resolved. But as the devil's advocate, I can see where Josh is coming from. Okay. I would you have just to like deal to with his weird. That's only because we time, live though. together. Yeah, I know. Well, I just don't want him to beat me up later. So <laughs> of all the people on this show, wow, everything just got real, you guys. I'm clearly no. Look at her. Look at her smiling. She's fine. If you're listening to the podcast version, call the police. Everything's fine. Call. So <laughs> no, don't do that. I would totally. Kidding. I give one episode a bad rating, and now all of a sudden, <laughs> we well, you gave it. I mean, to be fair, you gave it to the wrong episode. So, um. Callie, oh, I'm sorry. Callie put. I'm totally playing with you, Josh. Callie put in the chat. I finished the episode and went, "What the hell did I just watch?" I can back that up because as soon as she was done <coughs> watching it, she texted me and said, "What the hell did I just watch?" So that's a hundred percent true. And I said, "Oh, I'm gonna take a guess and say that you have never seen the movie Alien." And she said, "I have not." Does that change? Does that matter? <laughs> and I said, "It doesn't matter, but it is like hugely integral, right?" Yeah. So. Well, and I mean, I think you can tell without having seen that, that it's definitely still making reference to a million other little sci-fi things, right? If you've ever yeah. watched sci-fi, you know what they're doing. Uh, so I guess that just leaves me. Um, this episode for me is a is a nine. Um, I'm tempted to, to bump it just like at Josh, uh, but I'm not going <laughs> to do that. I'm not going to do that. 12. Um, 
the point of bringing two anime resistant first timers with as we watch Cowboy Bebop is to experience their reactions and their feelings about it. That's why we brought two people with that we thought might go, okay, I I'm going to sit through this episode, but not every episode is my favorite. Sinistera says that in space, no one can hear you have food poisoning. And that's a very, very salient point. Thank you for making that, Sinistera. So let's see, you guys. I have, um, Josh, can you talk for 30 seconds, please? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you want me to because I'm just going to keep telling you guys how wrong you are about this whole resolution thing. I do not agree on that, but I will agree on uh, this segment. That segment. That's right. It's that part of the the show. show. (laughs) No, no, you're good, Josh. Here's the thing. I used those those eight whatever seconds where you were paneling that in to finish everything I was doing. So thank you for stepping in where I asked you. I apologize for stepping over you stepping in. (laughs) To finish that last segment really quickly, my friends. That means that the sudden but inevitable rebop gives this episode a 7.9 out of 10. Now, with my powers as host, I'm just going to bump that to an 8.3. So we give this an 8.3 out of 10. Now, 8.375. I'm doing that. I'm only doing that because I want to properly convey that those of us who are making this show are deeply in love with this episode. Josh doesn't have edit power here. This is the first show where Josh didn't have edit power. So that's why that's happening. It's not a spite thing. It's a community thing. And Josh, I appreciate you being willing to put up with me driving this boat. (laughs) That's fine. So, I just, you know, as soon as Mandalorian season three comes out and you come back on Quest Me, it's on. <laughs> what are you going to make me watch a show I like? That sounds awful. So, right. um, <laughs> so my 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 shot of the show here is, I think it might be my second favorite of all the ones that I've picked, but I'm not going to share it first because that would be rude. What we're going to do is we're going to let one of our first-timers go first, and I think because he's been so willing to share controversial opinions, even you know in front of a live audience, but because they truly matter to him, we're going to have Josh share his shots of the show first. Josh, take it away, my friend. Okay, I only had one shot, and it's this one. Of course Hell it is. Hell yes, <laughs> brother. Dang it. There needs to be metal behind this. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> Just lighting cigarettes with flamethrowers. No, that's a good What's one. up, Denver? <laughs> okay, so this shot is after he dropped the smoke grenades in there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that area behind him. So he drops the smoke grenades. He escapes the area with the smoke grenades, leaving the monster back there. He comes out. He tries to smoke a cigarette. And then he dives right back into this, like, sealed chamber with all the smoke grenades just to turn around and run out again. Yep. Did you guys notice all of that? Yep. Minute 17.55. And, uh, yeah, it was epic. (laughs) Yeah. He had to go uh, in there for some—I don't remember what the reason was that he went back in. There was a reason, though, right? I think it was so he could escape in the smoke and And make it look cool. Well, I thought it was to (laughs) check to see if the smoke had— Knocked the thing out, right? Maybe because he sure. threw him at directly at it. 
That sounds like a reasonable resolution, I guess. Oh, Callie makes a good point. They did show his cigarettes fall out of his jacket oh, when okay. he was in there the first time, so she had assumed that he went back in to get that. I that makes good sense. Uh, okay, I retract okay. that speculation. Did you guys yes, notice I, that he yeah. has a soft pack? <laughs> I yeah, d- what a loser. Okay, so I did notice that. Soft packs were super, super popular back in the day. I remember when I first started smoking cigarettes as a kid. Um, As a seven-year-old girl. Yes, I wasn't quite that young. But yeah, and then everybody wanted the soft packs, and then they started making them um, fire safe. And then uh, when they did that, all the soft packs weren't fire safe. They switched them over, and so everybody would look for the soft fire packs. Fire safe happened in like 2009. Because they tasted better. <laughs> oh, no, I yes, I remember. I graduated in 2010, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, very cool. Highlight that one. So Sinisera says, this is the first time I have been meaning to bring this up. This is the first time I've rewatched Bebop without falling off the cigarette wagon. Dude, that is impressive because Dang, this we, show, we I, mean, we t- I mean, you were there. You were there. We talked about it for like 20 minutes, but <laughs> I yeah, still am just craving a cigarette man. right now. Like <laughs> that's, that's very cool. And that is yeah. a thing that's to huge. be proud of. So thank you for letting us know. Thank and you. good so, for you too, Jesse, for not falling off that oh, cigarette wagon. It, Honestly, when, so the wife had to quit, right, because of the pregnancy, so then it was like, Mm -hmm, "Ah, mm -hmm. it would be selfish to just keep going. No, I remember that, and I I, thought that was very nice of you to do that with your wife, because that is hard, man. man. Thank you. It it hurt a lot, but I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, So I believe that means we're going to Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. What is your choice for a shot of the show, my friend? Uh, I went with one of the nude scenes. Uh, (laughs) I made sure to edit it for TV, you perv. No, I thought this was a really cool cinematic scene. I always enjoy the silhouettes. Uh, The fact that he's naked really adds to just that defined silhouette. It's just really cool. Uh, It stuck out to me quite a bit, so that's really why I picked it. You guys, I'm going to go pull that whole piece of audio that Ricky just said and (laughs) just play it out of context whenever I want. He's talking about yeah. the naked silhouette really stuck out to me. Like, it's, this is going to be so easy. Well, he's so muscular and angular. <laughs> okay, and now you're doing it on purpose. Great physique. Now it's too easy. I don't want to I don't want to do it if it's too easy. You ruined the whole bit. Well done. Look Good at job. The rippling muscles. <laughs> I guess that was your I guess that was your goal. Cute. Uh, no, it's an it's an excellent, excellent shot. And we actually get it to your point, Ricky D. We get it twice, right? We get it once from Jet and we get it once from Spike. I don't believe Spike is naked when he comes in. But uh, yeah, this is when Jet goes back to get his little tiny blanket after having been swindled right out of his pants. And yeah, this I'm going to agree with you. The silhouettes specifically in this series. Gorgeous. Very yeah. well done throughout. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to say hello to... Ryan Archuleta in the chat. He said he jumped in, and the first thing Ricky D is talking about is the naked silhouette. So that's welcome to the show, Ryan. I'm glad you could join us. (laughs) Great timing. It's not like it's the first time he's heard me talk about that kind of stuff, and it will not be the last. So, with that, let's move to Kylie. Did you have a choice for shot of the show this week? I did. Um, so I picked that one in particular. Um, Mama because I don't know, I just it, going back to what Callie was saying. Um, I don't know if we touched on it. Because it was one of her comments, but she was saying how she kind of liked how um, Spike was picking up Ayn all protectively, you know, and like getting him out of there and stuff. I thought that this was kind of a nice shot. It was very Mal 
esque, where like you know he's looking over his people and he's like, all right, well, not much more I can do for them. I bandaged them up, kind of thing. Like they're all safe and in my sights. And I just thought it was endearing. He's like, geez, I really hope I can find a cure for them, <laughs> so they'll actually heal properly. True. I don't want to just them sit here the whole time and hope to God that they don't die from this bite. <laughs> yeah. Um but then yeah, and Ein's uh, looking potatoy still, but he's a he's a bandaged potato. So that's nice. Potatoine. Yeah. Potatoine. I, I I really like those parallels that you drew between him and Mal. That's that's an excellent, excellent yes. point. I and it's an excellent nice. choice. Very, very good. Um so my pick I actually have two picks for Shot of the Show because I just can't help myself. And my first one comes from uh, 13 minutes and 42 seconds. And this is Spike when he's walking through the ship. He's looking for the monster. He's by himself. He goes out into the hangar. And this is the only shot of the Corvette I think that we get in this episode. And you almost can't even tell that it's the Corvette. But that's very definitely the red fin. And then that's very definitely the railgun that he's got chilling on the front of it. And I love that he's framed by it because it's just... Like, here's, you know, the essence of Spike in one shot. He's cool. His suit is hanging open. His hair looks good. The lighting is perfect. He's standing near a space Corvette. Like, it just bleeds style. And I love it. And it, it, I, I would use that as a background if, you know, if, if I had a green screen like my friend Josh, Bless but you. I don't. Now, my second shot. I actually picked specifically for you, Josh, and I think you could probably tell as soon as I gave you the time code, which of course was oh, 15 minutes dang. and 28 seconds. Now this shot is right after Spike <laughs> <laughs> takes the second bite of his kebab and remembers, oh right, this tastes awful. <laughs> awful. It's so cute. He, he makes a face, but he also makes an anime mouth sound for Josh. He goes, ah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but do, do just... notice the sweet glasses we've been talking about, uh, very yep. prominent in this picture. Um, it looks like, which is kind of cool, he's got the uh, oh, the little hangy downy things that old people wear. Mm-hmm. So you can take your glasses off and it hangs down your neck. <laughs> I think that goes to like a keypad so we can change settings. I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, that I think you're right, but like it, lo- it just looks yeah. like he's okay, got yeah, the little I, thing bad. going on. And, but that's the coolest part is that they they put in this detail that would be on glasses, and they gave it a sci-fi reason to be there. So both yeah. of you are making yeah one half of that point. So it's just you know, croakies, big big old frog eyes. So <laughs> I just yeah I I and Josh I I knew that you might not hate that shot as much now as you would have at the start of, of our watching of Cowboy Bebop, but I, I couldn't help myself. I almost picked so, the shot right before that where he's all Schwarzenegger up with it. the, like, no, with the guns oh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like the up shot. It, I don't know. It's a really cool shot. I could see that. But, yeah. Now, of course, we do have another segment to get to that we do every week, and the name of that segment, my friends, is Spiegel's Spiel. Spiegel Spiel, of course, is where we share our favorite quotes from the episode, even if they were not spoken by Mr. Spike Spiegel. Now, if you are in the live chat and you had a pick this week for Shot of the Show or Spiegel Spiegel Spiegel, please go ahead and throw it in the live chat and we will cover it when we get to the end of this segment. So uh, let's go backwards. Let's go Kylie, Josh, Ricky. 
cool. Um, I did have two, but one of them we did go over, and that's when Spike was saying, don't do that to like the leaky ceiling. I thought mm. that was cute. I love um, it. But the other one, you know, they've he's, they've got the four lessons in the episode um, mm-hmm. of that they go over. But I thought the fourth one was definitely my favorite when they're talking about the rock lobster. And it's basically saying, you know, le- lesson four, most important, don't leave things in the fridge. Rock lobster. <laughs> and I, you know, I feel that in my soul. I thought that was a good one for the episode, just as a recap. So there's that's, actually that's one of those fancy like family signs hanging above our fridge that says "Don't leave things in the fridge." So oh, it's nice. kind of like her motto. He's lying. She's looking but there at you like you just be. made that up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know that sounds like me because we are ridiculous enough to have like you know the clean or dirty <laughs> sign that you flip over for the dishwasher. So you know my. <laughs> My friend's wife has a uh, like a framed thing in her bathroom that says "No selfies in the bathroom," and every yeah. time I'm at their house, I take a f- picture in front of that sign. Right, like it's totally. I can't help myself. <laughs> and then I show it to my wife. I'm like, "Hey, check it out." She's <laughs> like, "Did you post this somewhere?" I'm like, "No, it's just for me." She's like, yeah, "You're yeah. such a nerd." Like, <laughs> right, you're so funny, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, you're hilarious. Uh, Josh, what was your pick for Spiegelspiel this week? Uh, if I could interject. Oh. Uh, Phil in the chat had one. This yeah, we do those at the, the end in case one of us picked those. I Pardon actually said that out loud. No, it's cool, man. <laughs> I, totally. It's cool. Uh, the, if you would like to go ahead and share Phil's quote, Ricky D, go ahead. Oh, sure. Uh, but all of the lessons were really good. And at one point, Ed was like, if you see a stranger, follow him. Like, that was one of the lessons. <laughs> That's, that was, yeah. It was Ed's lesson. Didn't each one of them have a lesson? I think Jet had a lesson. Spike mm. had a lesson. Ed had a lesson. And uh, what's her name? Faith. Yeah. yeah. Spike's was number four. The don't leave and, the anything in the fridge. And directly con- contrary to don't talk to strangers, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So sorry that um, Ricky D interrupted you like that, Josh. Go ahead and please share with us your. No, it's it's okay. I get it. I've been shunned today. Shun the non-believer. I understand. Oh, that's um, right. But so mine was actually Jets when he's talking. Uh, I believe it's when he is a naked silhouette going into that room. He says humans were meant to work and sweat to earn a living. Those that try to get rich quick or live at the expense of others all get divine retribution somewhere along the line, um, which is legit. I know that from experience. Um, that line hit me hard just as like a life kind of thing you know what i mean like yeah. oh i've i've experienced that before like i've experienced karma and right like, it's he's not wrong you have to uh you have to live right and not try and step over people and and get the easy do the easy way you know yeah and so i mean that's not just something that josh says or is saying that's something that we actually actively try to practice here at the shows that are part of the twist my arm network and one of the ways that we're going to do that is a little thing that we call tma podcon 21 which is where we get a bunch of independent podcasters together all in one virtual space and we just share tips and tricks and what's worked for us on growing and starting and making an indie podcast and getting people to listen to it and of course, that's going to all be free because none of us want to step over anyone. We don't want to succeed 
by stepping on people. We want to be the rising tide that lifts all ships. So if you would like, go to twistmyarmpodcast.com and you'll get a pop-up that asks you to register for TMA PodCon 21. We've got some slots left. We're going to have all kinds of cool stuff. We've got three big things going on. We're going to be talking editing. We're going to be talking sound quality. We're going to be talking audience expansion. We're going to be talking how to be a better podcaster. You guys, if you are listening or watching and you are a podcaster, please come join us. It's going to be fun. It's like I said, it's all going to be free. And that's kind of, it fits so perfectly with what Josh was saying, because we wouldn't be, this show would not be what it is. We wouldn't be at a thousand followers and almost 2000 downloads and all these other crazy, cool, awesome gifts that are getting sent to us. Like all this cool stuff wouldn't be happening without the community supporting us and the people around us. So we are very excited for a chance to give some of that back if we can. Now that I've gotten that out of the way, my pick for Spiegelspiel this week is actually possible. Nope, Sorry, we're Ricky skipping D, you, Ricky. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, my pick for Spiegelspiel this week might be the shortest one I've ever had. So I'm going to save it for last. Ricky D, if you would like to go ahead. I hope you didn't take mine. This is, I, I was certain that by now it would be gone, but go ahead. <coughs> uh, no, I've got a much longer one. Oh, I chose phase lesson number two. Survival of the fittest is the law of nature. We deceive or we are deceived. Though, thus we flourish or perish. Man, it's a good thing that I asked people to go to our podcon before Ricky's quote and <laughs> not after Ricky's quote. Huh? <laughs> uh, but that's an excellent, I, to my point from earlier, I think that encapsulates the barriers that Faye puts up, the defense mechanisms that we see her employ, and you know some of the less than admirable things that she does with the other characters. Um, but it's a great quote. And I feel like for such a bottle episode that takes place in one spot, there's kind of a lot of little nuggets of maybe not wisdom, but like just little adages, right? Like things that you could use to help you get by in a lot of different situations, even if you're not a space bounty hunter like we are. Um, our friend Callie D in the chat shares uh, her quote was when Jet asked Spike about the fridge and Spike went, maybe there was a, nope, can't remember. Like, thanks for nothing, Spike, WTF. That's <laughs> See, and I would defend that as less resolution than Josh thinks this episode had. Maybe just that line had no resolution. But uh, Sinisera is going back to birthday activities with lots of dot, dot, dots. Stay hydrated. You do the same, Sinisera. Thank you again for joining us, and thank you again for the very cool painting and for oh, the very that, cool Vera pins for the whole crew. Everybody has a Vera pin now. So Yes, um, excited for that. Excellent choice, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. My pick this week, as I was saying, is very, 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 very short. It is Spike saying, no choice, gotta go in. And that's what he says when he's loading his gun, getting his flamethrower ready, getting that the gas canisters back up. He's going to go hunt this thing by himself. And it was just like, that's such a 90s action movie line. And because it was delivered by Spike, I'm totally good with it. And I, I was like, yeah. He's going to handle this. This is going to be great. I'm not worried at all. And, you know, now I know that Spike is on it. So I know this episode will have some real good, solid resolution. So I think that's what I liked about it. And that's why I picked it. Now, of course, I'm just playing with you. I couldn't help myself. Now, the last thing that we do every week here at the Sudden But Inevitable Rebop is something that we like to call Big Shouts 
for the bounty hunters. We do not have a bumper for this. We're working on it. We're thinking we might do a one of those cool little intros. But as I do normally, I will go last again in this segment. Let's start with Josh. Do you actually, Josh? I know you have shout out, big shouts this week. So let's start with you and have you go first. Uh yeah. I so I wanted to shout out um, Green Shirt Podcast first of all for having me on their show. Um, that That's episode such a good dropped. Episode yesterday or the day before it was it was a lot of fun for sure um it's definitely not safe for work it's an nsfw <laughs> episode i would uh not play it around family or uh, professional co-workers um but i do <laughs> green shirt podcast they're, they're awesome um we've talked about cameron and those guys so many times and uh, it was great to be on their show um Big shout out to Measuring the Score again. They reached out to me about getting involved with PodCon. It's actually um, Chris's birthday that day, so he's not going to be there, but he's going to record a segment for us because he Very still cool. wants to take part. So big shout out for that. Um, and then It's a Fandom Thing pod, Aaron <sighs> over there. Um, looks like Ricky was going to shout her out as well. She has confirmed that she is a part of PodCon. She is going to be in one of the segments for PodCon, talking about um, better interview practices and um, writing shows and, and stuff like that. So um, very excited to see these people coming together to be a part of this and um, to share the knowledge and spread the love of podcasting and all that stuff. Ricky. Very cool. If I could piggyback off of that... Erin with the Fandom Thing podcast, she also put out a uh, podcast, I think it's a special, um, like you have to be part of their Patreon or something, but they did a Freaks and Geeks episode this week that was mm. really good. I love Freaks and Geeks, if you've been listening to me, uh, listening to <laughs> any other episodes that I'm in, I almost always take time to mention it once per episode, but they did do a really cool Freaks and Geeks episode, uh, and I got to do a little bit of interacting after they released it, I talked to them a little bit on Facebook, and Really cool stuff. Love Aaron. Love It's a Fandom Thing. I appreciate what she's doing. Yeah, and that, um, that I believe you can support Fandom Thing and get that episode for as little $1 as $2.99 a month. I think it's one. I think it is, actually. I think you're right. $1 is the lowest tier, but, I mean, that's nothing. I mean, how many things do you pay $8 a month for, $9 a month for, $1 a month? is nothing. You won't even notice that you're missing a dollar a month, so definitely go check out Aaron at E April Beauty, the E, the A, and the B are capitalized on Twitter, or at Fandom Thing Pod. Josh and Ricky, do you have any other shout-outs? That was all I had. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm, I do not. I will have cool. more. And I know I've been doing kind of a lot of the same no, lately, but I love these guys. They're all they're all helping me. Um, they've been a lot of fun. Um, but I will have some, some different shout-outs here. Hey, that's what it's all about, man. And I don't, Miss Kylie, I don't mean to skip over you. I just know that you have very limited social media time, so I don't want to put you on the spot if you feel that way. But do you have any shout-outs you would like to share this week? I do not feel on the spot, no. Um, But I also do not this week. Perhaps in in the coming weeks I will, but not today. In the edit right here, I'm going to leave a huge gap so that it sounds like I'm really mad at Kylie. 
Okay. I'm just to- I'm totally kidding. I'm okay with put it. Put crickets so in there. You need to put some cricket <laughs> sounds in there. Very long crickets. <laughs> there to Josh's point though, you guys, I listened to that green shirt episode and I there might be stuff that I try to pull from that. That episode was very good. I was listening to it at work. I had to leave where I was to laugh a few times because I wanted to pull my mask off. Otherwise I would have just been spitting against my mask I was laughing so much. So it's <laughs> um, good to hear because I yeah. It, it, it comes to <laughs> When you're a guest, it's hard to tell how the episode was because you're like, I don't know how it normally would be. I hope that was good. Um, (laughs) Now, I mentioned a couple of weeks back, we had, I I put out a thread asking (coughs) indie podcasters specifically to leave me their links so that I could promote them on our show. And we got a whole bunch of them. And I think we're almost through all the people that replied to that original thread. So there are two, three more this week that I have from that thread. The first one is neon shadows a noir a noir tale on twitter that's at neon shadows pod murder mystery tragedy private investigator frank dixon solves the dark secrets of dark rim city become a patron today so it sounds like that is an audio drama a crime audio drama maybe i could definitely get into that that is at Neon Shadows Pod on Twitter. Now, this next one is not a new name if you've listened to us before. Well, maybe not entirely new, but the Sort of Brilliant podcast. Do you guys mm. remember that crew? Sort of, mm-hmm. as in Sorting Hat. They sort fictional mm-hmm. characters into Gryffindor houses. It's very fun. Yep. They are on Twitter at SOB underscore pod, a show where the characters are made up and their Hogwarts houses absolutely do matter. Hosted by Griffin Dean and Cute. Joe Lorian G, the Fandom Housing Authority. So, definitely uh, go check out Sort of Brilliant. Go ahead. What if we all identified our Harry Potter houses? Uh, we did do that. Right they now? were in. So they were in one of our live chats when we oh, had yeah, I remember. Megan Carla from Bedwet and Behead on, and they live that was sorted the one us. That we weren't in. I yeah. I we yeah. didn't get to so do that one. We had. They said, we don't sort people, we only sort characters. And I said, okay, for because we are here and giving you permission, can you sort us and please tell me what we are? And they did do that. Maybe we'll, I'll have to go find that because I don't remember. Do you remember it, Ricky D? Uh, I, I remember that happening now, but I was just saying, just to kind of piggyback off of that, we could all okay. identify as ourselves rather than whatever we'll they We'll figure it out. Us. Well, I can't because I didn't... Um, I didn't finish Harry Potter. I stopped caring. So, um, my final <laughs> my final big shout for this week is at at McFry the film guy, and that is Dylan McFry. Mm. He is mm-hmm. here for the three H's: Halloween, humor, and horror movies. Host of the Drunken Drive-In podcast. Give it a listen. So again, that is at McFry the film guy on Twitter. So. That is going to be it for me. Outside of, definitely check out the Green Shirt episode with Josh on it. It was a blast. And definitely check out the Best Flicks from Ricky, with Ricky D episode with me on it, because that was a blast. You guys, I think that's all there is to say this week. I don't, I don't know that I have anything else to plug, really. I mean, other than, of course, follow me on Twitter at SuddenButt and on Instagram at SuddenButInevitablePodcast and watch us every week at YouTube.com slash TwistMyArmPodcast or get it all in one place at TwistMyArmPodcast.com slash SBI. What about you guys? Uh, I'm Ricky D at BestFlixRickyD. You can find me at BestFlix on Twitter, and I'm Ricky D. And I'm Josh, and you can find me on Twitter at TwistMyArmCast or anywhere else at Twist My Arm Podcast. Um, go to twistmyarmpodcast.com. Check out all the things we have there. There's 
ton of shows to listen to if you're looking if you're looking for anything new go there uh, i'm kylie and these guys made me a twitter at a uh, at miss my arm cast come check me out yeah. <laughs> and callie d in the chat you're right that was still two hours ladies and gentlemen i am captain boot scoot aka vanilla husband aka your host jesse i want to say thank you to everyone in the live chat for joining us this week on behalf of the crew you guys have been wonderful happy birthday to all of our birthday celebrators thank you guys for joining us and i think that's going to do it for us this week so we will see you later space cow folk